Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. This is Anthony Bermudez, your host, and I'm with Derek Carlson, but we have a special guest today in the house, Jay Barabee. <laughs> yeah, this is Derek, and it is good to uh, to be back, Anthony. I am excited about this. I've been looking forward to this uh, for quite some time. Um, Jay Barabee is one of the top real estate uh, agents in the country. He's been doing this year in and year out, and uh, we've got many questions that we want to we want to dive in yeah, and, and talk to, to him about. So, welcome, Jay. Hey, thanks so much. I've been waiting waiting for this for months. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, but I, you know what I love about this is that you know, uh, as a top agent, you know everybody sees the end product, right? They see that you're a guy that's in the top one uh, percent of all real estate agents in the country. Uh, you've been doing it year in and year out, and you know at the end of the day, we see the finished product in 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 the results. We see your transactions, but obviously, it's never been you know that it's not that easy. You know, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that you do on a day in and day out business to build your business and to get to the level that you have today. And I think that what what we're trying to do is to to tell the listeners. Um, out there that you know this is the path that you you know obviously took and maybe there's somebody out there that you'll be able to help break through with some of the ideas and some of the uh, content that we'll be able to provide today mm-hmm. yeah sounds good okay perfect perfect so i just got a, a a couple questions i always love this question when we you know anthony and i talk to uh to agents and i you know I know the reason why I got into the industry, and, and I get the opportunity to talk to realtors and, and seeing why um, they, they, they chose this profession called real estate. Let's face it, we could do anything we want in the world. We became uh, you know, students of the game of real estate and then also have worked it. So I guess my first question is, uh, when did you get, in, get involved in real estate? When did you start? Yeah, great question. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, you know, the starting point. So I started in 2004, okay. and, and at that time, we were putting out ads in the newspaper, right? I mean, 14 <laughs> years ago, in right. the newspaper. Things have changed. Uh, yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we were, but, but you know what? That actually identified my avatar at a very early stage, yes. which is absentee owners and absentee buyers, absolutely. you know, long-distance buyers. So we would, get, um, we would get a lot of leads that would come in that were to buy new construction, yep. the flips, right? Yep. Well, um, I was hustling. I mean, I was single, so I was working like 70, 80 hours a week. I was staying on it, and I was providing value to these people because of the knowledge base that I had yep. and my work ethic, and that's what they wanted. Absolutely. Um, so at some point, they couldn't flip anymore. And they, they couldn't make a profit, and then they couldn't even break even. So I asked the magic question. I mm-hmm. said, hey, um, would you consider renting the property out? Which then started my property management yep. business at that point. Yep. But um, with that said, it, it's all about, in my opinion, staying ahead of the curve yep. and being recession-proof. Yep. Or recession-proof as possible. Because let's face it, 14 years later, now with the technology that we have and what we were just talking yep. about you know, with, with Zillow, and, and their recent changes, yep. it is so important to stay ahead of the curve. And uh, bottom line, it's all about adding value to the customer, but also showing your worth as a realtor. Because public opinion 
is not as good as we want it to be. Absolutely. And you got to show your value every single time you get that opportunity. And let's face it, for you to, to, to start off in 04 and go with the ups and downs and that you're still here today and you adapted, I mean, let's face it, 07 and 08. I don't know too many what people. What a rough that, run. That was yeah. a rough run. I mean, that was a rough run. Jeez. And, and, you, and you adapted and you turned uh, that, that, that corner that a lot of agents didn't make it out of that time frame. A lot of successful agents. Right. They, they, they got out of the industry. So, um, I mean, I think you just hit right on the head. You've got to be willing to adapt. And I think that the, the biggest challenge that, 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 that we see, and, and I guess the question is, is do you th- ever think it's too late? Like the, they, the National Association of Realtors says that the average age of a realtor in this country is 54 years of age, right? Do you think that, the, that at the age of 54, it's, it, you can still adapt to this new technology, to the new things that's coming on? Or do, you think it's, do you think it's a challenge? Well, you know what? And that's a great question. And it definitely depends on that 54-year-old person because it's all about primarily number one. Okay, and this is from years and years of talking to other salespeople mm-hmm. and, and real estate agents. But number one, it's mindset. Absolutely. Mindset on if you believe that you are good enough and overcoming the day to day challenges. Mm-hmm. I, not many people know this, but in 2015, I suffered a major depression. <sighs> Big time. I would sleep under my desk. Literally, wow. when, when I could get out of my bed, yeah. I would sleep under my desk for two hours a day. And I didn't know why this was, was happening. Yep. Um, I couldn't get on airplanes. You know, I, I actually had to deboard with my wife and kids on the airplane mm. three different times because I was having a panic attack. Yep. I mean, it was bananas. But mindset is so important. If that 54-year-old realtor can, if they, if they train themselves to have a strong mindset and they're going to have a strong work ethic and they're going to adapt, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Think about all the, all the successful people throughout history mm-hmm. that didn't start to succeed until a later age. Absolutely. Uh, what are they? The Colonel, the Kentucky Fried Chicken, I guess Kentucky he started Fried Chicken, uh, Rodney he started 68, 67 years so old. Guys, yeah. uh, Rodney Dangerfield didn't start until he's 40 something. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell, yep. he didn't have his big break until he was 40. So, I mean, you look at other aspects of life, like you said, if you're willing to, you know, take that action and to, you have a good mindset. And I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest challenge that I see with agents is that, you know, in the state of Florida, you have uh, the 63-hour real estate school prior to going and getting their real estate license. They were a school teacher, a police officer. Uh, they worked in the restaurant industry. They had a regular uh, employee job let's say that they went to and i think that in this industry if you don't have a good mindset and you're working for yourself i mean it's going to get difficult to get up out of bed and 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 you gotta you gotta work through that and um are there any um i guess you would say daily rituals or routines that you do in the morning and and i've I've asked this of of top agents in the past that you do on a day-to-day basis to get your mind ready to prepare yourself for what's about the you know what the day is going to look like ahead Absolutely. Let me touch on one thing okay. first. Yep. Okay. So you talk about 63 hours. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and we're talking about public perception. Absolutely. Okay. 63 hours. And come on, fathom this. 63 hours for education to get licensed to sell someone's most valuable assets. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many hours it takes to get a barber's license in the state of Florida? I would only guess it's more than 63, but I have a feeling you're about to shock me. Yep. 2000 wow 2000 to and cut that's, hair that's not even a master barber wow yeah 
I, 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 Jay, I didn't know that. That's yep. that's absolutely. Uh, yeah. And and why? So why do you think people? The public perception of let's say you go on a listing appointment or you're calling uh, to try to get listings, you know all realtors are the same what do you do different they are in general sellers and public are perceiving or starting to perceive real estate agents as not contributing the type of value that they want I, i mean they they just don't see the differentiation and that's why we need to differentiate ourselves in this market now the curse of the independent contractor is what i call it you know, because people have a second career. Yep. Okay. You know, they come from teaching, which is great. My Absolutely. wife, she came from a Absolutely. teaching background. Yep. I came from a hospitality background. Yep. But it's the curse of the independent contractor. You don't have any structure. You don't know how to grow a business because yep. you're not used to it. Yep. Now, you talk about having the uh, the, the mindset yeah. hacks, right? Yep. And um, what I would, what I do, and and this is really what keeps my mindset is a few things. Number one, having a consistent schedule, time blocking, time management. So the first thing that I do, I have my ritual. 4 a.m. I wake up. Now I'm not telling anybody else to wake up at 4 a.m. Yep. I know it's a little loco, but it works for me. I get up at 4 a.m. I have specific things that I do. I have a short five-minute muse meditation. It's a it's an app with an instrument that you know will show you how much focus that you you have after it. Um, I do breathing techniques. I do some daily planning. I go to the gym uh, at, at six o'clock every morning, and I start my day and I run it like a business, mm-hmm. like I'm an employee of my business, which is what I am. Absolutely. Now that gets you started. Okay. Now to have a to have a strong mindset you also need to have business planning and to have targets set but most real estate agents they don't know how to schedule their time and they don't know how to put together a proper business plan for success and to break it down into manageable steps because let's face it every single day is a challenge for Absolutely. us you could have um you could have some great things happen you you just put two awesome properties under contract but then you hear the news that you you lost this other listing or this other things happens i mean it's a battle absolutely and and i think that you hit it right on the head the biggest one of the biggest and there's many challenges that we have to deal with is and i always you know equate it to uh and and use that business plan which most agents don't create they don't have a a game plan from going to point a to point b to hit those targets it'd be like you and i getting in a car and going to california from florida where you're driving your car, I'm driving mine. I have a GPS in it. You don't. Who's going to get there more efficiently? Who's going to get there uh, quicker with less headaches? Probably the person that has the GPS, right? And, and no, don't get me wrong. When you're driving there without the GPS, I'm pretty sure everybody's capable just by looking at the sun saying, I'm going to hit California. But what are you going to, what roadblocks are you going to hit because you didn't, you didn't have a game plan. You didn't have you didn't have a roadmap. Let's say, so I think that's critical. Um, I, I I I think that just listening to you talk about your rituals is is huge for any agent that's that wants to break through, that wants to get to that level. Um, when you first started, you know, obviously you started in two thousand and four. 
Um, I, I call it the wild, wild west. Uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it great, was. great time in uh, southwest Florida. Um, but obviously, you didn't, you know, did you hit, have success right away uh, when you got out of the, you know, you got your real estate license, when you came from the hospitality industry? Did you have success right away or did you have some challenges? And if you could go back to that earlier version of yourself, what would you have done differently? Um, I know that I would have probably gotten to coaching. I would have uh, hired somebody to kind of help me and point me in the right direction. I would have gotten more, you know, more in tune with that. What, what would you have done if, uh, or did you have wild success from day one? Because we do have, you know, rookie agents that right out the gate they had that mindset, yeah. they had everything. I'm just kind of, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear, you know, what you did when you first started and and in the in the industry absolutely and i think the answer to both of your questions are yes yeah and I, I did have good success when i first started because of the time but that is not always the case in the real estate in my real estate career yeah. because there's a point in time where everything fell apart and it was yes. like starting over completely it's like i just started a business right. and at that time i had just gotten married mm-hmm. i just bought this house that you know that that um that we're sitting in now yep. and it, it i just had so much and i was afraid of disappointing my family yep. my wife i had her quit her job at, at teaching right because i'm supposed to be supporting her now and it, it was just a point to where everything fell apart and i had to start from nothing and that's when i i wish i would have set myself up for success before then with getting into coaching and learning from others who have built a successful model because at that time when that critical point happened that's when i finally started in in the coaching and and really learning what it took to to have a successful real estate business and and that is that when the mindset, like the the daily rituals and the mindset happened, or did you already already have that inherently in you from day one? No, I did not. Yeah. I, and you know what? Up until a couple of years ago, I was getting up at five thirty or six. So yeah. So you had to train yourself to 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 create those good habits to, and and again, it's 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 a focus. And um, I think that, and the reason why I ask that question is, I think a lot of people think that oh, you have to have this it factor. No, it's just creating good rules, good boundaries for yourself. And, and as you just said, I mean, going from 6.30 to 4 o'clock, obviously you were having success at 6.30, but you chose that my habits are going to start at 4 o'clock and these, these daily routines, which again, if you do these small incremental things, they add up to tremendous success. Yeah, you have to make the decision. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, whatever it is in business or just in life in general, you have to make the decision to be completely committed to know, like you said, you know, driving to California yeah. and having that roadmap. You have to know, but it's not just with that. You also have to break it down into manageable increments like, okay, how many miles can I go till I need my first gas stop or, yeah. you know, to get coffee or these other things. So if you take your end goal and then you break that down into 12 months and then how many people you need to talk to in order to convert at that level. And then you, this process is to break it down even much further but you have to always work on your mindset you have to be fully committed and here's an important thing 
You have to be coachable. Most people think they know everything. <laughs> I met real estate. Wow, I, you, you hit yeah. that right on the head. We all Absolutely. met real estate agents. We know real estate agents that have been maybe in sales. I, you know what? The funny thing is, I was talking to um, to a real estate agent a few months ago, and they had a total of three transactions, three closed deals, and then they said, "Oh yeah, I got this now. I, I know, I know yeah. exactly what I need wow. to do." I'm like, "Are you kidding? After selling 1,300 homes in my real estate career, I literally." learn at least one thing every single day absolutely every call i'm on there's typically one or two things that i think back to and i'm like oh wow i wish i would have said this differently but i'm constantly hmm. learning you're constantly learning and i think that you hit that right on the head i mean here's somebody in, in jay that that has uh sold 1300 plus homes and I think that, and, and again, I'm on the brokerage side, so I, I get all the questions on a daily basis. And I've sold a good number of homes, and I'm learning something every day from these scenarios right. that the agents within my company are, you know, getting themselves into and so forth. So to hear that, you know, again, 1,300 homes that you're, you still have that, that eagerness to be coachable and so forth. Yeah, be humble. I think everybody needs to take note of that because you have to understand that we don't know it all. And the second that you do is the second that you start declining because you won't continue that progress of learning. So I think that's that's absolutely tremendous. Um, lead sources. You know, the, the name of this podcast is the Lead Generation Lab. Um, I like talking about the science of real estate agent marketing because it is a science. And I tell the story that there's three ways to generate business. You can obviously buy leads. We, we've got uh, agents that are running successful teams and businesses buying leads. We've got agents that um you know they they join a team and they have the team leader or the rainmaker provide that book of business and then you have the do-it-yourself way the diy way where agents will you know call expired listings they'll they'll learn facebook ads social media and so forth you know to sell 1300 homes um what was your what was your system what did you what did you do in the in the terms of of marketing and I know that you said that you know when you started you were putting classified ads out there and things like that and, and doing you know your traditional print marketing what was your your lead source what I mean I'm sure that you were doing multiple things but if you were to pick two or three things that you were doing very very well at a high level um, obviously it was a high level what would you say that it was yeah sure and and that is a great question and you know what either whatever lead source it is it comes back to practice yeah you know it, tiger woods and kobe bryant both of them they practice and they shoot around or they or they putt right i mean either in in either sport and um kobe for example he'll shoot before anybody else gets on the court and then he plays almost the entire game yeah what do you think he does after after the game's over, when nobody else is on the court, he goes out there again and he's shooting. That's his commitment yep. level to practice and to getting better. When I first really started producing at a, at a high, high level, I was, um, I was mostly uh, working with listings. So I was calling expireds, canceled, for sale by owners and, and stuff like that. And... Um, you know, now it's developed into further things, of course, but I still do that every single day, day in, day out. The expires and the FISBOs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know the difference maker there is value coming from a place of value and consistency. You have to do it day in, day out. You have to stay sharp, and you have to always adapt, know what to say, learn from the changes, and just have strong, strong lead follow-up. Most right. people don't know it's 80% of the game. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I was looking at, uh, there's a stat out there that says that the average realtor 
stops making any attempt at lead follow-up. Like I'm talking about 85%, 90%. They stop after the third attempt. Mm. But everybody that's in the world that you're in and, and we understand lead generation knows that the sweet spot is sometimes 7 to 12 times, right? Maybe even more depending on that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, what you've done is, is, is remarkable. What I like about what you do is you said the word practice. A lot of what I could never understand in our industry is a lot of agents going out there, they'll, they'll go on a listing appointment, and it's their first one, and it's next Tuesday. And they haven't practiced at all. They haven't, they haven't um, gone over any scripts or a game plan of how they want that listing appointment to go. Now, somebody like yourself that is, goes on multiple listing appointments a week or talks to multiple sellers, you're actually sometimes practicing while you're in the game because you're right. doing such a high volume. But if you're an agent that goes on two to three listing appointments every six months, what are you doing for the rest of the time that you're not on listing appointments? So I think that's critical. I mean, uh, practice, practice, practice. I, uh, unless you're Allen Iverson, <laughs> right? Practice is going to make perfect, Show right? Well, you um, can you can have a certain amount of natural ability, but it only gets you so far. Yeah. I mean, if you grind it out and you work hard, you are going to get ahead further than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, time management, um, which I believe is a, 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 such a challenge in our industry. You had mentioned, you know, you have these rituals and you've got to control your schedule. Um, the biggest thing that I see is that there's agents out there that have dreams of getting to your level of selling 1,300 plus homes. They have dreams of selling up 80, 100 homes a year. And they're struggling with their two transactions that they currently have pending. Right. They want to pull their hair out. They haven't <laughs> talked to their spouse or significant other. They're just grumpy. They haven't slept in three days. And they've literally got two properties in escrow. Um, so, so actually, they don't even know what success would be like if they had 15 to 30 deals in escrow at any given time. When it comes to time management, I mean, what does your typical day look like? I mean, we talked about from the from the 4 to 6 p.m. and going to the gym, but when do you start making your calls or like that do you start at eight o'clock nine o'clock yeah what is your what does your day look like um to, to be able to get to the point where you're doing 1300 homes after the gym after the shower i am preparing for my day in front of my computer at 7 30 in the office yes. not working from home but in the office yep and i'm on the phones every morning at 7 45 yep and then that takes me till 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, I have a daily huddle with the rest of my team. Okay. Um, and then I have a couple of short meetings with the leadership and my operations manager. That takes me till noon. And then depending on the day, I have other things scheduled out and blocked out in my calendar. Okay. And I don't get home. Uh, at the point in the career that, I, that I'm at now, I don't work weekends and I don't work after 5 o'clock. There's some exceptions. Well. Yeah, but you know what? I got two kids. Yep. And my kids and my wife are the most important things in my life. And Absolutely. they're why I do what I do. They're your why, yep. Absolutely. Yep. That and, and contributing at a higher level because that's super important to us. No, and I think that you, you hit that on what I call the new wealth, right? All the money in the world means nothing. And, and I, I can tell you from my personal experience that, you know, I was the guy working 80 hours a week, burning it on both ends. And guess what happened to me? I ended up getting a divorce, Right, because I put so much effort into the business, I was not taking care of my home life. Right, and it's funny, my why was my family, right? But I was taking myself away from the family. And here's the thing nobody was going to say anything to me because I was rate making money for my family. So, the new wealth is exactly what Jay just hit on is trying to create a, a business 
where you have that nice balance where you can actually be home at five o'clock. But here's the thing. I, I want every agent to listen to that that's listening to this. Here's a guy that sold 1,300 plus homes. He's figured it out. He's running a big business. And because of the systems that he's implemented, his rituals, he's home at five o'clock. He's not doing open houses. He's not, wor- he's not working the weekend. And I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, to me, that's the true definition of success. Let me touch on a couple things yeah. there, okay? And just to speak on that, out of I, I have a lot of um, a lot of different things going on right yeah. now. So yeah. last year, out of the eighty-five homes that that I sold, eighty percent of the listings sold. I never met the client face to face. Never met the client. <laughs> like face-to-face. literally, come list me to. Oh, well, I you don't did know the what they. Yeah. I don't know what they look like. Okay. I, I have wow. Eighty percent wow. of those homes. Wow. Yes, and real estate selling eighty-five homes, and this is. This is just goes to the testament that yeah. the, you know agents listening, you can yeah. do this. Yeah, I spend literally twenty to twenty five percent of my time in my working time selling real estate. Yeah, the the rest of it is higher level stuff, um, growing my property management business. Um, I've started a couple of other ventures, you know, yes. besides that. But I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned family as well. Yeah, and I. I think everybody knows this, but but they don't think about it. But it's so obvious. I was not a. I wasn't born with being a, a good dad yeah. or a good husband. Mm-hmm. But that's something that needs to be practiced on every Absolutely. every every single day. I'm always learning on how to be a better father and how to be a better husband. And I'm not great at it. And yeah. that's something I want to. I'm I'm getting a hell of yes. a lot better. And yep. I say I'm pretty damn good, but. I'm constantly trying to get better because if we're not growing, we're dying. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, and I'm not going to go down this path, but if you look at our, the, uh, the industry as a whole, the divorce rates in, in real estate industry and so forth, it's just, be, again, a lot of agents are not running their business like a business and they end up working, they, they end up working much harder than some of the top agents in town that have figured out and have those systems and have those tools in place. Um, can I mention something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about leads, and everybody wants more leads. I yeah. want more leads. Yeah. Okay. It's not always good to have more leads. Most of the time, if you don't know what to do with the leads, it's not a good thing to have more leads. It's actually worse for you. If you get five leads a day or 10 leads a day, but you're not managing your time properly, you're not following up with them properly, you don't know how to qualify for motivation and time frame properly, yeah, yeah. you don't know which questions to ask, which follow-up routines to have, which email or text sequences you need to have, yeah. what, what database management you need to have, then those leads are going to suck your time, they're never going to buy, and you're gonna waste your time doing that. So what's really important, guys, is having well-qualified leads and making sure that you convert at a higher level. And, and that happens, like you said, by finding out their time and a motivation. I see agents all the time. They're like, Derek, uh, I just spent two days, three days with a buyer. And, um, yeah, they weren't qualified for financing. Every it's like that could have been taken yeah. care of even before you got the, oh, before they even got off the plane ki- to come down to Florida. Are you kidding? Forget, forget financing. Yeah. You know, sometimes they don't even know if they want to buy. Exactly. But, you know, so there's questions like there, there's – 
digging deeper open-ended questions yep. like, well, why is it important to you to to buy a property in Florida right now? What do you have going on in your life? And, you know, and, and what's important about this or what's important about that? I have agents every single day that'll ask me questions. And then I, I ask them, I say, well, what is their motivation and what's their time frame? And 99% of the time, they don't know. So what I teach them is, look, rep it's RAR. <laughs> rep repeat, affirm, and redirect. So if, if, like the, if the client asks you something, right, you know, you repeat and affirm and you redirect it into a question because the client, they they don't know what they need. They think they know what they want, of mm -hmm. course, and this is not their fault by any means. It's, it's the lack of the, uh, it's the lack of the industry training. So they think they know what they want, but it's your job to ask them the questions to help them get what they need. Exactly. And I think that, you know, uh, call it probing, um, but it's healthy to ask those questions. I'll give an example. When I was a new agent and I didn't know what to ask, a wild example, but I'm going to tell you what happened to me. A guy says he wants to buy a condo in Florida. He's flying down. I thought I had asked all the necessary questions. And uh, a guy told me $200,000. He wanted a 2-2 condominium in Naples, et cetera, et cetera. So that Friday before he came in on Saturday, I scheduled all the appointments, 10 properties for him to look at when he got off the plane on Saturday. And these are 10 condominiums. So... He meets me at the uh, parking lot of the office, gets out of his car, and within two seconds of him opening that car door, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> Why? He had a cane, and he was walking with a major, major limp. I'm talking about mm. uh, a situation where he had trouble walking. And I realized that out of the 10 properties that I had scheduled to show for him, six of them were second floor units with no elevator. Try to reschedule appointments on Saturday morning in this town where no real estate offices are open. And I literally felt like the worst realtor ever because I now am wasting this man's time. I had four properties to show him. And then I, had, I, I just looked like a bad realtor. Now, here's the deal. I obviously wouldn't have asked him uh, before he got down here, hey, do you have any walk-in complications? Mm -hmm. or I could have asked him, would you prefer second floor first? And that one thing, he would have answered that question. Yeah. So what Jay said was absolutely true. And Derek, you know what? A motivated buyer yeah. okay, wants to be asked questions. Yes. They want to be led. So don't let your mindset get ahead of you where you think, well, you know, I don't want to ask them those questions. I don't want to get too invasive. It's like you're not getting invasive. You're asking them questions that are going to be in your process that are allowing you to do your job. Yeah. The same thing goes with, with listings. You know, I will, f I follow up aggressively. And sometimes, depending on it's different for every lead, but sometimes if it's a for sale by owner and I'll follow up and uh, sometimes if they don't answer and I call every Tuesday at a certain time, but I know they have motivation, then I will leave a voicemail one time for 12 weeks in a row. I left a voicemail, but I, it didn't. <laughs> listen, it, didn't, it, didn't awesome. it wasn't selling and they hadn't listed it and I knew they had motivation. And guess what? They call me back the week after that and they said, you know what, Jay? You're, you're, you're an aggressive agent. We know that you're, you're going to be aggressive in finding us a buyer, negotiating the, yep. the best price no. for us. And if they have motivation, guys, they want you to be aggressive and follow up. Just don't have an aggressive personality because yeah. people don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They want you to be aggressive in running your business and running it like, like a business. Um, 
85 homes uh, uh, that, that, that you sold um, last year. When you when you plan your business plan, are you are you looking at? Because I always have this question with agents, and some agents are like, "I want to sell units," and then other agents are like, "Give me four deals at four million a piece," and I'm going for sales volume, right? Um, when you are are going over your game plan uh, before January first hits every year, wh- what are you focused on? Are you more about uh, I want to sell X amount of units every month? Well, how do what that what does that look like in your world? Because obviously, I mean, heck, you sell one home in Port Royal for twenty million, I'm good, right? Um, do you, do you focus on selling units as far as uh, how many properties you want to sell in a given year? What does that look like in your your business plan? That's that's important you ask because it does lead back to mindset too. Yeah. In having uh, a strong mindset and a predictable business, you have to know who your avatar is. So my avatar is between the ages of 45 and 70 years old, and they live in specific states out of state, and they're either selling or they're buying real yep. estate, and it's within a specific price point. Um, the average is 320000 So I'm focused on selling units to answer the question yes. because I know that if I sell one for 750000 yep. or if I sell one for 125, yeah, it's going to average that 320000 Yep. So it's tracking your numbers. If you track your numbers and you break it down, so you start with, with, with the, the goal, which is the end goal, which is how many units and, and what the dollar amount is, mm-hmm. but you you do it a lot of people will say if if they want to say they want to sell uh 12 homes they'll say well i'm going to shoot for 20. no 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 you're doing it wrong yeah you have to go backwards shoot for eight because you know what at month seven or eight when you blow that goal away you're going to feel good yeah mm-hmm. but if you don't and you fall short at the end of the year then there goes your mindset again yeah but what if you if you have your your big goal and and that end number and then you break it down knowing your average price there's a process for it and it's it's actually pretty damn easy but you have to use the right process and, and you i actually wrote this down and you hit it um, which i smiled the answer right. here uh, predictable business i think that honestly um, especially with the years that you have invested in the industry and this is the goal of every re- realtor is on january 1st whatever the goal is you should at some point be able to reverse engineer that and know you know how you got that business it, it was this many phone calls and you can only do that one way is by tracking everything you do and you'll you'll see a pattern I, for every 20 calls i make i get one listing or whatever it is um and i think that the key word is predictable and a lot of agents they wake up on january 1st and they just w- let whatever comes to them happen um but you really got to know your numbers um speaking of january 1st what do you consider or, or, or how do you plan? Because obviously you would like to grow your business. So, for example, if last year you, you know, 85 transactions, do you try to grow uh, uh, by 10%? I mean, or are, you, are you more aggressive? Because I think a lot of agents, like you said, they'll say, hey, I sold 12 last year. I want to go to 40. And then they end up maybe hitting it. More than likely they're falling a little bit short and then they get frustrated. What would you what do you do? Is there a healthy growth that you're at 5%, 10%? Is there a healthy growth that you're looking for every year? Well, that's going to depend on a couple of things. But first, let me say um, your planning, your business planning for the following year needs to start in October. 
October yes. at, at the absolute latest. You need to see where you're at and how much you grew from the year prior. And let's say you're a new agent getting into the business and you've done six sales, but you see a specific amount of momentum. This is where I believe it comes to be more of a art than a science because you know what? You might be able to increase your units by 40%, but likely for most agents, you should really be looking more of a five to 10% increase unless it's, unless it's other uh, circumstances involved. Okay, perfect, perfect. Jay, let me add real quick. Do you, do you think new agents should go into a team concept? What, what do you believe on that uh, versus starting out on their own, especially if they have no idea about how to begin a process system, so on and so forth? Absolutely. Be humble. Get on a team. When I first started, I was on a team. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's when we first met many, many, many years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's funny that, Anthony, I wrote that down to oh, you. How would you join a team uh, if, as, a, as a newer agent? I think a lot of agents, they get caught up with, oh, but I, but I have to give that team leader a little bit of my money and, and things like that. But here's the deal. Uh, a little bit of something is better than a little bit of nothing, right? right? And uh, I think that you said be humble and, 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 and take the uh, advice. And but, but here's a big hesitation okay. to people joining a team. Yep. And, and I don't think most people even recognize it. Okay. But most teams out there do not have the proper structure and planning in place. Mm. And they don't provide the value that at, that agent is going to need. If you can show an agent, look, on your own, you're going to make X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. right let's say 60 grand but with us if you look at these numbers and what we've done for these people you're going to make a hundred thousand net to you what do you want to do and you know what do it for a year or two if you right. find a rock solid team that you feel comfortable yep. with and then go on your own that's right. okay absolutely I, I don't expect anybody to spend their life with me yeah and, unless that's what they want. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. But it's, it's like do it for a little while if that's more comfortable for you and then go on your own. But learn something and you will likely make more money anyway. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, at the end of the day, if you're going to get to point from point A to point B by being on a team because somebody did have that structure, then what do you care uh, if you're making more money? You have less uh, um, stress because you don't have to generate that lead sometimes where the team leader provides it. Mentorship. Mentorship and guidance and so forth. Go to a team. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the team leader, especially somebody with like Jay's experience, yeah, like Jay, yeah. is really going to really help you get Well, and you know what? You, you have to have leads. Yeah. Uh, and I've tried this. A lot of things. Well, I, actually, I'll say everything that I'm good at now, I failed at a lot <laughs> and i've and i've tried to grow a team in the past and i didn't do it right and i realized that not just the structure but you need to have the leads yeah and and now what we're doing is i have a system in place to where i'm literally generating over 50 leads a week wow. online wow. buyer wow. leads and at the rate you know we classify them as hot warm and cold and we track these things and we measure them and then we change up our lead magnets yep. and and our audience and we have to make sure that we're fine-tuning it but the conversion rate because we've we just started this uh in the past five months the conversion rate is likely going to be over five percent yeah and, and that's only wow. going to improve because Absolutely. we don't want and it has to do with a lot of that back end stuff which we won't talk about but um it, in regards to the teams and your business 
structure is so important. You know, we have a, a seven-page company culture document. We have a, a, w, awesome. a what I call a WWJD, a what would Jay do document, <laughs> you know? And, and it's what it's what I want my team to know yeah. about our culture. Yeah. Which and it's not it's not just BS stuff. It's setting expectations for your mm-hmm. for yourself, your teammates and the client. You know, adding value certain things about uh about time and accountability and we're all coachable and that kind of stuff i mean we have everything pinned down um to where it's extremely important to have this structure and for everybody to be able to celebrate your wins if you're on a team absolutely and i think that uh the team brings like you said it's a lot uh, leads are extremely important but that culture accountability Someone that's already uh, gone the path that you're you're going about having deals going sideways, how to handle that, you know? And and I think that again, I'm glad you asked that question because it was one of the ones. Yeah, because I'm I thinking about the teachers and things like that. Yeah. They just need that. They're used to that camaraderie, you know, used yeah. to working having coworkers. So I think it works out that very so good. A, a couple more questions. Um, who are your influences as far as I mean? Uh, for example, you know that I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk uh, fan. Um, I believe that a lot of the education now, you don't have to be in a brick-and-mortar university, let's say, to be an entrepreneur. Um, I follow everybody from Gary Vee and, and uh, obviously Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer when he, was, uh, when, when he was still alive and so forth as inspiration influences to really help me become a better, better father, a better brother, friend, but also a better broker and, and business owner. Um, I know you follow some guys and, and some gals that are, are influences um, in all aspects. Who would you who would you recommend? Or who, who who influences you? Well, I'll tell I'll tell everybody um, two people they can definitely follow. The third one they they won't likely follow, but had the um, had the biggest impact on okay. my life. And he doesn't he doesn't even know this. Yes. And, and he's not going to be listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's, not, <laughs> he's not in real estate, but okay. Um, you know Tony Robbins. Yep. Because I've come from a lot of struggles, as you know, and yep. I qu- I tried quitting drinking about three hundred times in my yeah. life. Yeah. Maybe even more. Maybe three thousand. Yeah. And I kept failing and failing and failing, and finally it stuck. And I you know I've been following Tony Robbins for the longest, longest yeah. time and huge influence in my life. Yep. Um, recently in the past year, actually August 26, right now it's what, the 23rd we're mm-hmm. recording this? Yeah. August 26 last year, my wife said two impactful things. Um, I had asked her because I was at a summit and I asked her, I said, the question is, Jess, um, what are a couple of things that I could do better in life? And she said, take more risks and take bigger risks so what wow. that means for me is i'm going to start jumping out off of roofs without yeah, a parachute yeah, yeah. yeah so i i um i met this guy named alex sharfin which he actually created and i didn't even know this he's an entrepreneur coach but he has a real estate background and wow. he led the industry out of the foreclosure crisis Look him, look him up. Wow. Yeah, wow. Alex, Alex Sharfin. And he created... It's a big bus to drive. <laughs> yeah, he, he and his wife cr- um, created the distressed property uh, expert designation. Wow. Which, which is, uh, it had like a 97% completion rate, which is unheard of. Um, so he's a huge influence. He's my coach. He, he is my, one of my coaches. But um, yeah, he's... It's funny now that you say that. I actually remember his designation. Mm-hmm. It's like CD, CDPE. CDPE. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's Alex. 
Yep, that's Alex. I didn't put two and two together. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't even know. He when was I, a huge influence on our industry during the darkest times. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't even know that he yeah. was that he was involved in in real estate. I just knew the other things that he talks about: the entrepreneurial uh, personality type, and then also how to have the infrastructure in your business, and then the network that yeah. that I'm in with him. But the most impactful person that um, that is in my life and doesn't even know is this guy named Don Manley. Okay. And um, Don, just to speak about him is, you know, because I'm all about contribution. My yes. wife and I, we've spent um, we've spent time in Central America and South America a lot of time there, you know, delivering wheelchairs and building schools and having water filtration uh, projects, just a number of different things. And uh, Don, he had... Um, uh, the brief story of it he saved a boy uh that was a double amputee and now um you know lives with him and he has prosthetic legs and he was the captain of his college golf team Ooh, wow. i know this kid not not don wow. but his, his kid, double amputee kid, yeah. son um we we came to be huge friends and last year when we had uh irma pass through yeah. i drove i felt something every me and my family and everybody else in the state of Florida yeah. was on their way to Georgia. Yep. And we got to Georgia, and I felt something in me that said, Jay, as soon as this storm is about to pass, you need to drive back home. And I don't know what the hell it was, but sometimes we're called to do stuff. Yeah. So I drive down, and I see Don in Bonita Springs on a boat in uh, off of Dean Street. What? Yes. Wow. And and he's got he's got this little boat. And I said, Don, what are you doing? He said, Look, dude. He said, There's people back here, and they need help. So I stopped. And wow. The, the next thing I knew it was a month later. I hadn't worked, but you know what? The impact that my wife and myself and Don and the other Rotarians had is far more rewarding than, yeah, yeah, than anything yeah. else. Yeah, just by giving back to the community and, and literally saving people during one of the worst hurricanes that this state's ever seen. And I actually remember that, and thank you. Uh, I, I, sometimes I know uh, things like that can get overlooked when time goes on, but I remember what you did, and it was a tremendous uh, thing that you and your wife did for the community, So and Don as well. Um, so thank you. Um, talk a little bit about what you think. Uh, and again, this is kind of, we're going to wrap this up shortly here, but, um, see a lot of changes in the industry. Uh, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of changes, everything from commission cuttings going on. We're seeing a lot more, uh, consumers. I mean, they say that nine out of every 10 consumers go online before, uh, before uh, contacting a realtor. Everybody's concerned of the uh, Uber putting realtors out of business kind of thing. <laughs> um, Amazon.com-ish of the real estate industry, right? Um, what challenges do you see that, that realtors can do and, and, and what do you think that a realtor can truly do to, 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 to stay kind of like bulletproof as far as, uh, as far as the industry goes? Because I could tell you right now, when you start seeing Amazon.com taking and putting companies like circuit city out of business and toy i mean i was a toys r us kid right <laughs> yeah um it, you can't think that maybe our industry is isolated from that I, but i mean what what can you what do you what do you suggest to realtors that might be concerned out there that their industry might be going away in in, in a couple of years uh if not sooner than later yep well um for the ones that don't want to work hard right start getting good at another career you okay. know, because that's. I, what I like going. it. That's bold right. and blunt. I like it. Hey, yeah, it's true. It's what's gonna. It's what's gonna happen. I mean, it's the velvet hammer. Yeah. You know, you 
you give them the hard truth. And yeah. this is what I do with my customers too, because they want to hear the truth. Yeah. You know, if you can't just yes somebody, but if if you develop a level of trust with your clients, and they really know that you're going to come from a good place, and you're not hard, you're not, you don't have it. Um, be difficult to tell them the truth and they feel comfortable with it, then you're going to sell a heck of a lot more homes. But yes, everybody searches for properties online. In our, uh, right now in our online buyer lead generation program, you know, I, I'm always trying to whiteboard and uh, and come up with certain pieces of value that I can give to them. Because you know what? They're not, they're using other places to search for properties. Yeah. Like they don't, look, they don't need to download a list of homes. Yeah. They can look for a list of homes. Yeah. But there's things that they need to know down here that they don't know. And this is a, this is something that's always developing um, and that I'm always trying to improve. But, you know, as far as coming down here, what type of insurances do you need and are out there? And you do wow. something quick, you yeah. know? You got a quick two and a half minute video. People that aren't doing video, forget <laughs> about it. Yeah. You have to absolutely be doing video and you have to be consistent, put out a lot of th uh, a lot of information. A lot of content, yep. Exactly. And it's going to be all value-driven. Value-driven, not asking for anything. And they have to see you. Mm -hmm. So you really have to start implementing retargeting ads. Um, I'll tell you one of the things that we do, which is crazy awesome when we, when we started doing this. Um, I got the idea from somebody to do a weekly newsletter but not the kind of you know bake a pumpkin pie here's yeah, your yeah, recipe, yeah, yeah. Here's a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> oh recipe. my god <laughs> that stuff drives me bananas. turn back the clocks it's yeah. spring or whatever right. it is <laughs> yes and then some of these oh god don't get me started and you yeah. too the yeah, big yeah, yeah, box yeah. brokerages yeah. that got these drip emails yeah. jeez forget about it but if you can be unique and w i send now a weekly newsletter to my clients and the response I, I've been doing this just for three months wow. now. I literally on Friday, I just picked up two listings wow. from yeah from my database and uh, that had said, hey, you know, I had just seen this this video that you did on your newsletter, and on the newsletter email um, email that goes out, yeah. it's a couple of paragraphs, real brief, yep. and a sixty second video. That's it. And here's it's the thing: simple in the world that we live in, if anybody right now, if somebody would tell you that newsletters were dead. Newsletters aren't dead. It's the approach. Right. And, and and you hit it right on the head. The video, your personality, offering value by doing that versus the other realtors, it makes you look like the authority of whatever topic is literally coming out of yeah. your mouth. And what doesn't what doesn't your client know? Yeah. Okay, because people want to talk about mortgage rates. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. I, I'll have a lender that is saying, "Well, I have this program and that program." I'm like, "Stop talking to me!" Like. You all have the same programs, right. really. Yeah, both you know? in the same place. Yeah, I exactly. It's just how good are you at communication and follow through and and caring about your job and the client. Right. So, for example, you know, and look, I made the mistake before doing stuff like this, but I would have uh, videos going out that were, you know, about, you know, should you buy or rent and. Um, and what are interest rates and how does that affect yeah. you? Oh my God, people don't want to see that. They want to see something relevant to where you're the mayor of your town, so to speak, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. or things that they don't know, like 
you know, my, my avatar is, like we said, people that are out of state. And it's, hey, you come down to Florida to buy your second home, your retirement home, investment property, whatever. Yeah. What is furnished, unfurnished, negotiable? What do those things mean? What's turnkey? And what does that mean to you? And how is it going to save you money by knowing that? Yep. And if you don't know it, how is it going to hurt you? And if you don't get something with furniture, how do you inexpensively get furniture in there, consignment shops, right? Now, can you have an interior designer or a stager help you while you're out of state? Yeah, absolutely you can. See, that stuff, they don't get. Yeah, you fill in the void of what's what they're thinking and their concerns. Right. You're filling that gap, basically. Um, so with that said, Jay, I mean, what's what's going on with the future? I mean, I know that um, you know, you've got a lot of things going on. you got your, your obviously, your day-to-day real estate things. What else do you have going on? I know you and I have talked about some of the things that you've been working on. Um, I'd like to share a little bit about that as far as uh, yeah, things sure. that you have going on. Yeah, so you know, over the course of the years, I've been building a property management business and then uh, the real estate business. And we have, um, I have those things to where they're in growth mode and, and it's stable. And, and now I can start contributing at a higher level, which is my passion. So what I'm doing is I'm now in the coaching space to Love where it. I wow. have a course that's um, just about ready to be The industry launched. needs you, Jay. We need you. I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I see it day in and day out. We need guys like you and people like you to be able to give your expertise because, I mean, just I'm sitting here writing down all these notes. Um, I love it. I I'm love s- it. I'm so passionate about yeah. this because the – everybody's confused. They hear conflicting information mm-hmm. or they'll get one piece of the puzzle, you know, so maybe somebody will show you how to um, how to get leads, but then they don't show you how it affects you, what the conversion needs to be like, what those right. follow-up sequences need to be like. Yeah. There's so many missing pieces. So I have a course that's, uh, that's going to be launched in six weeks and it is, it starts from, you know, it's a 90-day course and it starts from mindset to business planning to time management to online lead generation to offline lead generation to lead follow-up to listing presentation and marketing plan because I've spent all this time and money over the course of the years and um and that's my true passion and we'll go and it's it's a national program and it's going to be uh released in the next six weeks and it's the the domain's real easy it's 90dayroadmap.com so you can't mess you you can't can't mess it it up no No. And, and what i love about it is 90 days right and real estate agents um and going into that world of immersion to immerse themselves into a 90 day program with jay's mindset is absolutely phenomenal you know because here's the deal uh, many brokers uh, a lot of the agents are lost they, they have brokers that haven't left their desk in 25 years right um, there's no guidance there's no f- level of focus on lead generation and then they wonder why we have such a high failure rate right. and, and here's the reason a lot of it has to do with is nobody showed them truly the way and like you said I mean yeah everybody knows they should be on Google ads and Facebook ads and call and expired listings and Fizbos and things like that but it's so easy to say it but to have somebody like yourself show them all the pieces the blueprint is critical so again that's 90 day roadmap dot com i can't wait um until that comes out anthony you got any last uh, no i think the the beautiful thing about you jay through the peaks and valleys i think everyone when i see somebody like you that has success they don't know about the struggles they don't know the things you've had to persevere with getting to the point where you're at now 
And I think that people have to resonate with that, knowing that a guy like you, man, you've been successful, you've been doing this, you're rocking and rolling. But there's a story behind that, and people have to be cognizant of putting in that time, building those systems and the things that you're going to implement. So I think that's a very exciting thing that you have coming up. It's, it's, it's beautiful. One thing I can leave with people is the biggest, we all go through struggles, okay? And I've been through more than most people I know. And the biggest breakdowns lead to the biggest breakthroughs. So embrace it. Every problem, quote unquote, I hate that word, but people identify it with every problem is an opportunity to come up with a solution that is going to elevate you to the next level. So take those opportunities. Well, right, that sounds it. good. Well, with it. that said, Jay, we're going to wrap it up here, but thank you so much for thank your you, time. Jay. I appreciate your time. This today. is amazing. And another great episode of the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. Thank you, guys. Thank you.